to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano. Hello everyone, welcome back to another edition of the Roma Press Podcast. I'm Roma Press Editor John Solano, I hope you're doing well. Uh, not going to waste time, going to bring Andy on now to discuss uh, Roma's victory over the weekend um, against Sampdoria. But before we bring him on, just have to mention our two wonderful sponsors, Euro Fantasy League, where you can play a variety of fantasy football games from Serie A, La Liga, Premier League, Champions League. Just go to EuroFantasyLeague.com where you can also find great original content there and go to their Serie A game, FantasyCerieA.com. Also, I have to mention our other sponsor, AromaPress.co.uk for the very best in online football betting tips. RomaPress.co.uk, where you can get tips for six leagues with over 90% accuracy. Again, RomaPress.co.uk. And again, just a reminder, if you don't see any updates on the website, you don't hear any or hear any, see any podcast updates, uh, that is because my wife and I are welcoming our third child, which should be coming later this week. Um, so I'll be spending some some time with them. And I won't be doing a lot of updates during that period. So just know for, you know, if the website goes black for a couple of days, if you don't see a podcast coming out for a couple of days, uh, you know the reason. So let me bring Andy on now where we discuss uh, Roma 1, Sampdoria 0. All right, Andy. Roma 1, Samp 0. A lot to take from that. Um, We were crying last week that uh, the Champions League seemed nearly impossible. And <laughs> lo and behold, um, Atalanta dropped points, Inter dropped points, Milan dropped points, Lazio dropped points, and Roma are now one point off the Champions League. What in the hell happened this past weekend? And now there's actually hope. Just w- This is exactly like Godfather 3. Once, once you think you're out, they pull you back in. They do every time, and it's. Uh, I was I was hoping for a non-Roma like end to the season, but it seems like they want to give us heart attacks uh, till the very end. Uh, I hope some of the older fans make it out alive. Um, no, because really, I, I I we did not expect this. I did not. I the team I saw uh, previously uh, was a team that lacked heart, spirit, and will. Um, perhaps we, we could say that this game was an extension to the second half of the Fiorentina game where Roma were significantly better and, and played with sort of more determination. Um, but aside from that, I, can't, I, I don't see why we should have seen this coming because uh, Sampdoria are not an easy side, especially at home. They're, they're very quick. Quick on the counter, they play uh, two-touch football, so they have some very good players. And Roma haven't. I, I, was it true that Roma hadn't def, hadn't won at Marassi uh, since like 2013 or something? So you know the the odds were stacked against us, and Roma will Roma, I guess. I don't know what in the hell to make of this team. I, I have no idea. Um... That Aussie was well. I, well, for starters, I just wanted to say that you remember when last time you said, uh, you know, I, I'm having my doubts about Ranieri. Like it, it's hard to see, you know, what like so far he hasn't. Well, I think this this win at, uh, against Sam 
was very trademark Ranieri. It, it reminded me of uh, of some of the games we played back in the day. Uh, uh, what, like nine years ago, under under his uh, his spell. So, I I, th- I thought this game was very well prepared by Ranieri. Yeah, I thought the same thing. I mean, that was. I mean, if you want to talk about um, prototypical Ranieri, I mean, that was it. Roma, when he was in charge, they never pumped anybody. They always won their matches one to zero, two to one. Um, I would have to look back, but I, I have a hard time believing that they beat anybody multiple times more by by three goals or more, just because that's never mm-hmm. how his sides play. Always defensively compact. Um, they'll get you for a goal or two, but then they'll make you sweat um, when yeah. you're in attack and they're sound at the back, but. The the thing that – the distinct difference, though, obviously is, I mean, that Ranieri side had the likes of Juan, Maxes, Berdiso. I mean, this one has Manolas and Federico Fazio, um, an old Kolarov, an injury-riddled Karsdorp who's going to be out for the next month, which is just crazy. Um, but, I mean – it's just insane because I didn't expect that performance. We rip on him all the time here, but we have to say it. Fazio had his best performance of the season, and it wasn't even close. No, true. And also, the surprising thing, think about this. I Everybody performed. I don't. I can't name a single player that, you know, you can argue had had a bad game uh, against Sam because um, starting, you know, with even Karstop, in those 50 minutes, he was – Great. I, I really liked what he brought and, and it was painful to see him go off because you can just see him knowing that the injury was serious. Uh, and, and, you know, uh, you look at Fazio, you look at Manolas. I, I like Cristante, how Cristante and De Rossi worked the midfield. And then you look at the substitutions and they were well-timed and they – Everybody that came on put their 100% effort. You see El Sharawi tracking back and, and blocking that shot from Gabbiadini um, near the end. So th- I think this is what I expected when uh, Ranieri came on. I expected a, a, a team that you know showed determination to, to get the result. Obviously, this wasn't the case in the previous games, but I thought – this Sam game was a culmination of it, and everybody gave their best effort. I think so, too. And we have to say, I tweeted this out, um, even at the back, it, it's clear that they're lacking quality. I don't think anybody would argue that, but they at least looked more organized under Mirante, and I don't see any way mm-hmm. that you can go back to Olsen. And frankly, we... Barring an injury, I think we may have seen the last of Robin Olsen at Roma. I, th- I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I mean, I wouldn't have – look, seeing the Olsen from the last few months was a disaster, and I hope to never see that Olsen again. I, I'm just I'm, – I'm not sure if, if Ranieri is willing to go to that extent. If he is, then more power to him because it means that – he is determined to get the result by all means necessary, and that includes uh, benching the, the the regular starting goalkeeper, which is, you know, it takes guts. Um, and it's certainly not easy for Olsen, but I agree. I mean, 
look, it, it's not, again, it's, it, it's not a difficult thing to play better than the Olsen that we saw uh, going back as, as far as back as perhaps December. Um, Mirante did, did okay. I, it, you know, we, we just got used to every chance being a dangerous one. And I thought Mirante did okay for, you know, what he was given to work with. I like the fact that um, he, he, he communicated with the defense and you, can, you could see the defenders responding to him. Sometimes he would get angry. Uh, and then I think he gave like a number of high fives to other teammates during corner kicks and, and whatnot. That's something that we didn't see with Olsen and it's clearly a, a, a lack of communication. And, you know, um, you need that from a goalkeeper, especially now when the margin of error is non-existent for Roma. This whole lack of communication thing is so evident. I don't know why Monchi thought mm. this was a correct route to go down. I, I mean, listen, we all remember what happened with Martin Stickelenburg. Yep. I mean, that was a effing nightmare. I mean, the guy didn't even know how to say left or right in Italian. So, you know, bringing this guy in, um, and we're, what, we're in April now, that's how many months into the season? Seven? And he still can't really communicate at all in Italian. He has yet to give an interview in Italian. Um, it's just, it's a problem that we can't overlook i i mean it seems like such a minute detail but it, it it's really not it's important and i i don't know I, I i hope this is a lesson learned because that's not a position where you can make mistakes again um but you touched on something you were talking about the high-fiving just the yeah. general attitude did you notice jekyll yeah. too tracking back giving maximum effort why this is what frustrates me most we are not seeing that on a consistent basis jekko he didn't score, um, really didn't look like he was going to score at all. I, I can't recall a single opportunity that he had. But, I mean, the work rate, the tracking back, um, he's getting back in defense. He wasn't even worried about scoring, it looked like. Um, I mean, he was defending phenomenally. Uh, where in the world was that the last month and a half? That's what frustrates Yeah, I think so, too. It's, uh, see, it, I mean, you, you know, it's understandable from a player of his caliber to have the season he's been having after such an impressive two seasons. Obviously, it's going to take, a, 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 you know, a, a toll on his psyche, uh, but that doesn't mean that he does not put effort on the pitch and, that's what's so frustrating that a veteran of his caliber is not willing to give the, his best uh, on a consistent basis. And I mean, look, I, I've seen a lot of people say, you know, we shouldn't praise Schick for uh, the work rate that he's put in because we've paid him so much money. I know, but when a youngster like that, with the way he's been treated for a year and a half by a coach that clearly had something personal going on, going for him and who kept him on the bench, who whenever scored or whenever had a good game, he would keep him on the bench or, you know, or maybe he would sustain an injury. When a young player like that comes on and really plays 90 minutes, I mean, the, the, you have to, I, I don't know, I've played, I watched that game a lot for Schick. I want to see how he will sustain the 90 minutes. He played 90 minutes of like 100% sacrifice. He was, at a certain point, he was playing trequartista. 
You know, when uh, when Pellegrini came off and Jekyll came on, he was there. He Every time he would track back, he would stay. And, you know, that's not something that you expect from a young guy that, you know, wants to maybe uh, show off or, or demonstrate what he, his skill set. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm biased because I like him, but I think that it's uh, it's special that he's been here so long and he's never complained about it. Well, someone pointed out on Twitter that uh, Ranieri was shick as the starter without <laughs> yeah. Jekyll. Yeah. Two matches, yes. two victories. And then w- with Jekyll as a starter, it's uh, two losses yes. and a draw. <laughs> so, obviously, it's an extremely small obviously. sample size. But part of me thinks there's actually something to that. Yeah, I think so too. The way he utilize, he's utilized the Schick and Clivert, I don't think it's a coincidence. I think Clivert has looked so much better. Um, part of me seeing him play like this really annoys me as to why it took Di Francesco, I mean, only giving him a handful of opportunities over the, whatever, six months that he was in charge this season. But now we have to look ahead to Udinese, and I don't know what is in the water, but these injuries are really starting to pile up, and it's getting worrying. I mean, they're going to have one available fullback, and that's a mm-hmm. lucky Florenzi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do you do? I, I mean, Marcano, maybe Juan Jesus, who actually, we have to say, he's another guy we like to rag on. Um, he was really good yeah, when they brought he came him up. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. You know, that, that game was so unusual. Everybody stepped their game up. I mean, when have we seen Juan, Juan Jesus play right back, uh, uh, come on as a substitute and play as a right back for the rest of the game? That's maybe the only time it happened was that infamous uh, Roma Inter game from last year, where uh, I, I think everybody he he started as a, as a, as a right back, um, and then obviously he he got scored on by Perisic. But that that's the thing. It's um, I thought this was the, the Ranieri at his finest, you know. Everybody looked like they knew what they were supposed to do, and that was not play for themselves, but play for the team. And and to add to that, yes, the, the injuries, it's, it's something... Uh, imagine being Ranieri, and every time you walk on the pitch, you know you're going to lose a player. And every time you get one back, you lose two. And it's... And especially after a game like Karsdorp had uh, against Sampdoria, where he really looked confident going forward, and 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 again, if out for a month, and now it's it's the schedule is getting tighter and tighter, and and you're losing players left and right. Yeah, the thing that is really frustrating is when he's available and he actually plays. Karsdorp looks very very strong. And he actually looks like a guy who could be the answer right back for Roma. But this is his fourth injury of the season. Um, I believe he's missed 10, 15 matches, something like that. I, I mean, mm-hmm. this is a real, real problem. And, you know, the best ability is availability. But when you're not available, that's, I mean, you don't really offer much. So um, Roma do have a big, big, big big problem with these injuries and they're going to have to find a way to overcome this they're going to have to find a way to just get over this injury crisis now we haven't even discussed him yet but that 
We've said multiple times on this podcast that it's extremely worrying that Roma are reliant on a mid-30s player. I don't know what it is, but he's pulling these performances out of his ass. He was phenomenal against Sampdoria. Um, And it's funny that this is all happening just a few months after he suffered what he called the worst injury of his entire career. Um, And then the news emerges today from our good friend, uh, Mr. Biafora, that it looks like he's going to renew his contract. I, I, I don't. Part of me says they have to replace him, but we've been saying that for like five years now. So I, I think I'm just accepting that he's going to stay until he's like 41, like Totti, and they'll just never replace him. I mean, this is insane. It's and it's it's scary, and uh, a part part of me wishes he would he would retire because that then you would have. Uh, clearly a gap to uh to fill in you know you because I, until he's here i'm i'm afraid management you know is going to think well he's still a locker room presence or um whatever but remember last time we talked about what this team needs and i said defense but also the another number one priority should be finding this damn de rossi replacement and part of me also thinks maybe we shouldn't even concentrate really on his uh, technical role. You know, the fact that being a regista and playing deep in front of the defense and sometimes dropping in as a defender. Uh, but but the thing about De Rossi, like Ranieri said, is that, is that when he's on the pitch, he is basically the coach out there. And also he's the guy that gets every player uh, motivated and 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 just ready to go and and the difference without him is 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 clear. I mean, sometimes he doesn't even need to have a good game to for his presence to be felt, and that's a problem because we have a lot of young guys out there and we have a lot of veterans, and it seems like the only one who really can get something out of this team is De Rossi. It's it's so weird, especially especially John. Considering this is probably his best season, or maybe even last year was his best season in in years. So for a while there, he had dropped off significantly. I remember in the last year under Spalletti, he was no good and and constantly injured. And when he was on the pitch, he often walked off as one of the worst performers. So. It, it's something. It's something very strange how Roma have never really approached this 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 topic of De Rossi. Yeah, I mean, clearly they have to find somebody with similar characteristics in his role. Not even necessarily characteristics, but but somebody. Are in you that saying role. Gona, Are you saying Gonalons is not good enough? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I won't say that just because um, his agent listens to this. Oh, so, and... <clears throat> Yeah, so, so Gonalons is world class. Yeah, let's cut um, this out. <laughs> <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, they, they do need to find somebody. Um, I just don't know who that is. Obviously, I think a lot of it is going to matter on the next manager, but it's just puzzling. It, it, it's entirely puzzling that Roma are this reliant on a 36-year-old midfielder. It, it, it's puzzling it's scary it's frightening but I mean at this point we're at 
you have to do what you have to do. And if him having a massive role in the team is what Roma have to do to get a result, then I guess so be it. I, I mean, we could complain about it in the summer, I suppose. But w- when you look at the table now, so Roma are essentially one point off the Champions League. You have Lazio, who have a match in hand against Utenese. I mean, what is your what is your outlook on this? Because, again, a week ago, you and I both said, okay, yep. they're finished. They're absolutely finished. And then after one match day, it just goes to show you anything can happen on football in, in football, and everything just gets flipped on its head. I mean, certainly now it's not impossible. I mean, you and I both – last week we were both saying <laughs> – I don't know if we use the word impossible, but we said unlikely – I don't even know what the hell to think now. I don't. I have no idea. I, I don't know. I don't know either. Lazio could have e- easily lost against Sassuolo. Um, oh yeah, it's easily. Yeah, you know, should have. They should. They should have. They should have. Um, but we are. We're still in the run for the fourth spot, and 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 I, I really I don't look forward to getting even more stressed about this Roma uh, uh, team, but. Certainly, after a game like Samp, I, I think it's, that Samp game was like an ex, as I said, was an extension of the of the second half for Fiorentina. If they ke- can keep up this momentum, because they all talked about it in the post game uh, interviews, they said even De Rossi said that a game like this is massive. You know, we 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 now uh, are ready to give our all. Fazio obviously said the the the, my, the 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 one sentence I hate from Roma players, which is "We are gonna approach every game like a, like it's a final." Uh, something that you don't want to hear from a Roma players because they often have no idea what it means to be in a final game. Uh, so, <laughs> so it's uh, you know, I I just don't I just don't see this team being consistent. That's the problem because. Any other normal team, after a performance like the one at Sump, where you went to a hostile environment, playing in a stadium where you hadn't won in six years, where you have the hostile crowd around you, um, where you have a really difficult team to face, considering their their approach, their way of playing, and you being injury-riddled, uh, having no full, well, basically no fullbacks, um, having an unproductive uh, f- starting forward, uh, be it Chick or Jekyll, and yet you come out with a win. And and now, as no, as any other team, you would go on a run, and uh, especially against a team like Udinese, who obviously they've won their past two games, but they're not they're not a team that you know that is worth worrying about or shouldn't be worth worrying about no. but with this Roma team we never know especially considering considering we're playing at home um Jekyll hasn't scored in a year at home and Roma haven't been very good at home so again I'm just I I I, I don't I don't want to say anything I don't want to predict anything because clearly this season is just a big question mark I mean, Milan faced Lazio this exactly. weekend. Exactly. I mean, this is this is this is huge. huge. I mean, Roma cannot fuck this <laughs> up. They they cannot get this wrong. I mean, I'm just looking at the the calendars here. Roma have Udinese, then they face Inter, 
away. Obviously, a very, yeah. very difficult match. Then they face Cagliari at home, away to Genoa, home to Juve. And let's be frank, yeah, yeah, at exactly. that point, Juve yep. is going to be done. For me, from a Roma perspective, you want them to stay in the Champions League because they're not going to give a shit about the league. It's going to be wrapped up by the time Roma And them. And usually in the last couple of years, it's been like that. I mean, right. last year we drew against Juve. The year before we won. So... Usually with Juve in these final days, it is, it is. I'm not going to say an easy game, but it is a comfortable one. So Roma just need to put themselves in a position ahead of that game to, to uh, you know, do something uh, good. Yeah, and then they have Sassuolo and then Parma. So, I mean, listen, this can be done because Milan, yes. they face Lazio, then they go away to Parma. Then they go away to Torino. Then they have Bologna. Then they go away to Fiorentina. So listen here. This is, I mean, come on. And, and Guys, and, heads and, out of ass. Exactly. Exactly. Especially, is, I, I, you know, Milan facing Parma and Bologna. Those are two sides that are fighting not to get relegated. If I'm, I don't know Parma exactly where they stand, but Bologna certainly. And if they can keep their hopes alive till that late, then that's not an easy game. Uh, the, the easy games are against teams like Sassuolo or who have, or, you know, even Fiorentina, um, who right now have nothing to play for. So I, I don't know. I think, I, I think if it were, if it was up to the fans, we would already be in that champions league uh, spot. And, but unfortunately it's up to the players and they haven't shown any sort of consistent motivated attitude this season. Yeah, that, absolutely. That's absolutely the case. But I mean, if there was ever a time because Roma have had their heads up their ass the entire season, if there was ever just a, a four-week stretch where they should extract the head from the ass. I mean, it's now. <laughs> I, I mean, listen, again, you have Milan facing Lazio. You know you have Milan have a difficult uh, – Milan with a difficult schedule coming up. Atalanta, I feel like we're overlooking them, but I, I, maybe you disagree. I just don't see them doing it. Uh, don't. Part of me does I, I, Yeah, I mean, it seems like everybody is not seeing them. They're very effective on the uh, uh, up front, not so very much in the back, but still, they're they're up there and they play probably the best football of all these teams, like Milan, Lazio, Inter, and Roma combined. So I'm not counting them out. It's just that yes, it, it is not a team that we are used to seeing right there. Yeah, and we also have to mention that Lazio, Milan, they're facing each other in the Copa. So mm, um, right. certainly right. you would think that now this is a semifinal, so you would think that they would at least in yep, part yep. sacrifice a bit in the league to have an opportunity to face uh, whoever in the final. You're going to, I, I believe it's Atalanta Fiorentina. Yes, you're right. You're right. Um, okay, so. Um, I mean, both of those sides, you would you would think in their mind that they each of them, at least in part, thinks that they have a good chance at winning the thing. So maybe they are willing to at least sacrifice a little bit in the league, knowing that there's the opportunity to go to the Coppa Italia final. So I, I'm just looking at this and I'm I, I'm I'm just my eyes are popping because, listen, nobody is going to deny that Roma have had an absolutely 
shit season. Nobody is going to deny that. But, I mean, a week ago we were saying Champions League impossible. And after just one match day at the weekend, the entire scenario um, has changed. The scenery is different. And this is actually feasible now. <sighs> so this weekend they cannot they cannot get it wrong. Um but again, I, I just feel like you have the mix of injuries. We have the inconsistency. I am very, very worried because to me, this is one of those games that it, it could be one like we saw against Sampdoria where they where they just squeeze it out. Or it could be one like we saw earlier in the year where they got pumped by Spa, they got pumped by Bologna. And we got pumped um, by Udinese, which was, exactly. I think, uh, Udinese had won just one game prior, or maybe not even prior to that game against us. So it... it we're, we can't count. We cannot count out anybody right now. But at the same time, it's just it's out there. It's on a silver platter. It's if you want it, you have to show it. And it, we just need to pray for a Roma team to, to you know to just I don't know. This is probably Ranieri's biggest task right now to inject some life into this team. Yeah, for anyone, I don't know if anybody will remember that match. That was the one where. Okay, now I got to pull it up because now I'm curious. If I remember that correctly, Roma had like 20, 30 shots, and I'm assuming almost 80% 80 possession, and they got nothing out of that match. Okay, so I was a bit wrong. So they had 26 shots, Mm -hmm. and they had 75% possession in the loss against Udinese, which was 1-0. I mean, Jesus Christ. Um, Clearly... That's a match that they should have won. And there's a million other ones this season, though. So, my God, um, they can't get this wrong. They cannot get this wrong at all. Um, this is like this is like so- uh, John Solano. They cannot get this wrong. Part five or six or seven. Yeah, I, I mean, listen. This has been an uh, this season just in terms of enjoyment has been terrible. I mean, you and I discussed that last week. It has been absolutely dreadful. But if they can actually pull this top four off in the end, I mean, that would at least add a bit of a, a bit of light to this absolutely terrible season. But I'm telling you, sort of like what you mentioned when when we first started this, this damn team, man, they pull you in. They pull you in just when you think it is over. Yes, yes. and they keep you there. And it's... It's bad for the soul and the mind and the body. And I feel completely wrecked. Uh, and I just, I don't know how long I can sustain it. But it's, um, and we don't know what to expect. You know, it's, 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 um, part of me wants to look at what the other teams are going to do. Uh, but at the same time, I know what we just cannot rely on others to fail. Roma for, once this season need to kind of dictate their own pace, their own tempo. Uh, And that was what was so surprising about that Sampdoria game because easily, easily that game could have been, you know, just the final fuck you to the fans, goodbye. You know, this is, (laughs) we're just going to fuck this up and we're out. We are just like out of everything easily because that would be, that was the, that would have been the end of it. And, and instead, no. They decide to pull off not a beautiful performance, but a convincing one where they're solid at the back. 
obviously they allow certain mistakes, which we always allow, but they just play differently. And on an individual level, you have every player tracking back and doing their best on the defensive side. And then whenever a chance occurred, everybody went forward. And, and when we scored, everybody celebrated like a nice little family. Even Jeko gave El Sharawi a hug, hug after the game. So, Clearly something happened there. And, 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 and now part of me wants to be excited and be that crazy Roma fan that will just, you know, uh, uh, wait till the very end like we all did at that final Totti game where almost everybody had a massive heart attack just to then explode with joy at Perotti's goal in the dying minutes, dying seconds, may I say. But Part of me then is I, I just don't want to be uh, disappointed uh, again because this team has done this this season so many times. There's just I'm tired and um, it's part of me is, is, is scared and part of me is excited and I don't know which one will prevail. It truly is the hope that kills you because this team, like you just said, it could have been a, a, a final middle finger on this dreadful season to everybody. But they go out, they perform well. And the thing that frustrates me most is just the mm-hmm. attitude. It was mm-hmm. so clear. The way they went about this match versus the one against whoever, Spal, the week before against Napoli. I mean, what? I, th- you cannot explain this. This cannot be explained. Especially the, the the part that disappoints me most, honestly, is what we see from guys like Jekyll. I mean, how do you give that level of effort in this match? But the previous two months, it, it's been um, it, it's been like you've been a, a, a mm-hmm. zombie. You, you're just out there, not really doing much. You're not giving the best. You have poor body language out there. You're whining. What is it? I I. I I need somebody to explain. And what that to is me. it with with Fazio, who has been a starter every, mm, almost yeah. every time out? He, I mean, after a season like he he's had by this time of the year, he should be in the stands, not even on the bench, because that he's been that tragic. And suddenly, uh, against Sampdoria, he even looked better than Manolas. So, you know, it's. I, I, I really it's and especially the, considering these are these guys are veterans. We can expect mental lapses from guys like Pellegrini, from guys like Cristante, uh, who's who hasn't had uh, the best of seasons. But to me, he's one of the least uh, 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 you know guys to blame because uh, he's been playing in a position where he's never played in his life, and and he's been. Uh, under a lot of scrutiny and a lot of, but that's not the point. The point is that the guys we're supposed to count on in these moments rarely show up. And suddenly, for whatever reason, against Sampdoria, it was different. And and now it's you're back in it. And, and now you expect these guys to do the same time and time again. And... And it, and it should happen because a guy like with Jekyll's experience, the way he won the Premier League with Manchester City, talk about not giving up till the very last second. Uh, we just cannot, <laughs> we cannot take the, you know, just 
these guys have to give their all and we expect them to and they 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 have they just they just have to so what are you thinking for Udinese do they do it do oh, they do God. It? oh Jesus um I'm just, <laughs> uh I don't know last time I said we we're gonna lose against Sump, so I don't know what to say keep uh, the trend then going you prick <laughs> Yeah, we were. I think it's gonna be a disappointing game. I think it's gonna be. I, I part of me is. It feels like this is going to be like a, a Roma Kievo two uh, zero from the beginning from the from uh, this season where we are up two nil and then they 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 got back into it. Part of me feels that because Udinese, they are a team who is also uh, running away from relegation. And they want to keep their nice streak going, so they're not just gonna come walking into uh, the stadium with nothing to play for. Um, so that's my sort of prediction right okay. now. All right, that was sort of a non-prediction, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think I, I don't know. I, I didn't expect them to beat Sampdoria, so just to keep things kosher. Um, I will say they're not going to be Udinese because I don't want to do the jinx and I will allow this mm-hmm. to continue. So yeah, this is, um, geez, you can't figure this team out. You can't. No. no. The second you think no. that you have a good understanding of them, they just do the complete opposite of what you expect. And it's, <laughs> it just goes, it, it, it just goes to show you that, um, this club, this team, I, I don't. It's always, it's always suffering, always suffering, always, always suffering. suffering. All right, well, let's leave it there. Um, yeah, I on a positive, on a po- note. On a positive <laughs> note. So, everyone, thank you for listening. As always, we really, really appreciate it. We will be back uh, following the match against Udinese, um, where we hopefully have another positive, upbeat atmosphere. We will keep our fingers crossed. So uh, thank you again for listening. We appreciate it. And until next time, ciao.